0: What's up, guys? In today's episode, we're talking about long-term relationships. We go over the challenges and rewards we've found being in our own relationships. We talk about some of the dumbest things we've ever done for love, and also just things we've learned throughout the years. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the ABT Podcast. Hey,
1: guys. What's up, what's up? I'm Breezy And I'm Brittany. And T is out. This week, but she will be back next episode. So come on back and listen. Yeah, you're stuck with us. Yeah, this you're week. stuck with us. So just stick around and listen <laughs> to what we got to say now.
0: No, I hope you guys like it. Today, we're going to talk about long term relationships. Amber and I have both been in very long term relationships. I've been with my fiance for 10 years now.
1: Ooh, yes. Hey.
0: Yes, and I've been with my partner for 11 years, going hey. on 12. Ooh, look at that. Look at that. So hopefully this is some stuff you guys could relate to, whether you're in a long-term relationship or your relationship just started or you've been in a long-term relationship that just recently ended. Hopefully you guys can relate to some of these stories that we talk about. So let's get into it. Yeah. I wanted to
1: actually ask you, what do you think? So being in long-term relationships, you know, there's everything. We feel all the emotions. It's from good to bad. But really, I want to focus on the challenges and the rewards. Mm, okay. So what would be some some of your challenges
0: and your rewards? Okay. Being in- I got to preface this, that when I got into this relationship, I was like 19. Mm. 18 going on 19. So I still had a lot of growing. We definitely grew together. So I don't know if this happens to everybody, like when you get into a new relationship, because you're learning to gel with each other's personalities, but my thing the challenge was communication mm. i think like learning to hear the other person out without taking offense to their feelings takes some time it took time for me but the the reward of that was that now we communicate so nicely like it's it no longer ever has to be a yelling match it's just you did this it hurt my feelings i'm sorry won't do it again oh that's healthy, it's super healthy. good it.
1: job mm-hmm. what about you well, actually, yeah, one of my, I, I don't know if this is a challenge, but probably one of the, yeah, I guess that's what we're, gonna, we're using is the challenges. One of the challenges is the same as you. We got together when we were 19. Mm-hmm. And so we spent all of our 20s together, mm-hmm. which is like cool because we were always, you know, we were able to go out and live our lives, our best lives, and be young and free and wild. And we had each other. But also at the same time, it's like, that's like the time that you you know go go out and party and really let loose before you set start settling mm-hmm. down. So I guess not having that experience of like different with different partners or even just as a single woman in your twenties when you're really coming into who you are and mm-hmm. who you're gonna be and like finding yourself. Like I wasn't single for that, mm-hmm. you know, which I don't regret. I wouldn't call that a regret or anything, or even a challenge, but it's just something to note that like makes us very different and why we're also in the same situation as each Mm -hmm. other and we can relate to each Mm -hmm. other like that because there are times when like I have wondered like oh I wonder what I would have done if I wasn't in this relationship when I was like 24 would I have like moved to a city and would I live that city single girl life you know I don't know just
0: kind of wondering like that no I've always felt that way too just I think like as a kid I thought after high school like i was gonna have this like finding myself moment of clarity mm-hmm. like oh this is who i am this is who i'm meant to be and i always like imagined i was gonna move to new york city and yes. work at a magazine <laughs> like and... sex
1: in the city yeah no, a rom com,
0: sex in the city the bold type like something devil wears prada where i was just gonna work in the fashion closet and just be this like style icon mm-hmm. um that didn't happen <laughs> right. but yeah no i wouldn't trade what i got for the world but yeah i totally like think about that all the time like oh okay like if i never met him
1: yeah (laughs) what would i have done right where would i have traveled what
0: like what just where would life be i really wanted to travel on my own yeah same i really wanted to do that and i remember my parents being like You know, not there, not there, Mm -mm. because they had just watched Taken. Oh, gosh. So, so I freaked them out.
1: Ruined solo travel. Yes,
0: and I was like, I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to go here, here, and here, and I'm going to do it by myself, because I had just gotten a job. Like, I had no bills. I had all the money in my bank account to go do this stuff, and I was like, I'm just going to take off from school, and I'm going to go and they're like no you can't go alone and I'd be like oh i'll bring a girlfriend i bring a cousin And they're like no not two girls right and it's just like at the time i'm naive i'm like why like i can do whatever the fuck i want but as an adult now i see what where their fears mm-hmm. stemmed and like as somebody that has traveled now i can see like oh shit i'm so glad i didn't do this at that young because mm-hmm. i probably would have been a freaking idiot <laughs> so i would because and also yeah i would have I'm that person that really, like, oh, you're not supposed to do this, but I talk to people on planes, and I talk to people, like, when I go places, because I just don't, like, when it's silent next to me, so I will at least make it a point to, like, comment on the person sitting next to me. Oh, you're or, like, one of them. Yeah. Plane talkers. Yeah. Like I don't want to have inversor. a whole conversation, oh. because yeah. there's a lot of pressure in that. It's just like a, oh, I like your jacket. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Small talk, cute. yeah. Like I like your phone case, like something like that. And then maybe towards the end, when we're landing, just comment again. But I would have been, I would have been that girl that like talked to the taxi driver, and then he figured oh, out she was traveling yeah. by herself, and then boom, go to your hotel room and take you. Like I think my parents were fully aware that I was that person. Yeah. And I would have been too naive to know. Yeah. <laughs> not to do that. Another challenge I would say is habits they're like the little things that make you tick that you didn't realize made you tick yeah so i i think my habits got exposed more (laughs) at the beginning of the relationship um because his parents had warned me like oh yeah he's super messy like just to warn you and i'm like oh no it's okay like i'm this clean angel i'm a slob i was gonna say wait a second (laughs) i am a slob but keep in mind like I was meeting his parents, like, they were getting to know me while I'm living with them at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, they learned quick. I was a slob. And I'm not saying, like, I was a slob in their home, more so just confined to my room. My clothes were everywhere. Like, I, mm-hmm. I hit it like a hurricane, and it's it is what it is, and it takes me a minute to clean it. But their son is a clean angel at this point now. I think it was just a lesson... That I can't really hide who I am. Like at yeah. this point, like you're gonna know. I think that was the first lesson of. There's no fronting, who I oh, am yeah. or how I I am. Like you know how some girls are like, oh, I don't burp or I don't fart. Like yeah. no, you he learned right away. Right. There was no hiding that shit, which I put that in my rewards <laughs> about, like, <laughs>
1: having someone that you're so comfortable
0: with yeah. that you're able to be weird
1: with and show your true self and you mm-hmm. don't have to hide who you are. Because, mm-hmm. of course, when you're trying to, when you're still in that early phase and you're, you're like, trying to put it out there that you like him and you're dating, you're trying to present yourself as, like, this cool girl who, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a girly, I like, I still, take care of myself and i maintain my my look and my image but i'm like a guy's girl i can hang out with the guys and i can joke around and i can watch football and all these things like you're trying to be this perfect woman to present to them and then all of a sudden you start you get into the real Mm -hmm. relationship and then all that well not all of it but a lot of it you know falls because you realize that you're just fronting to get your man and then you got your
0: man (laughs) i have to ask because you said you put on this like image of you are this perfect woman in the beginning, did you ever find yourself trying not to get mad over things you would yes. in turn be yeah. mad about later on in yes. the relationship yeah. and like wouldn't let it fly, say like two years in? Well, yeah. I mean,
1: I had that, what you just were initially first talking about, where, yeah, I would try to act like, oh, I'm cool with that. Like, oh, I don't mind if... If, you know, we had plans and you all of a sudden wanted to flake because you got to go do this or because you're going to go hang out with so-and-so, oh, no, it's cool. Like, I'm totally, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fine. But then later down the line when we're real, really officially together, it's mm-hmm. like, wait,
0: no, you said you would do this mm-hmm. with me even if you didn't want to do it. It's like, I think for me, I was trying to conceal my crazy. Like, I, I'll admit, like, there, there are moments where I am nuts. So there were things that like you don't want to get mad about <laughs> but it really pisses you off but you're like no he can't know i'm crazy yet like you don't want to be that
1: nagging girlfriend mm-hmm.
0: nobody likes that mm-hmm. person you know but i mean i, I it's don't like know. it's like if you watch a reality show and like the girl starts cracking or the guy starts cracking and you're like whoa it's way too early guys like mm. chill out we don't show this until like a year later right when did your cracks come? Because my cracks came probably year two. I would say year two. They definitely started to Elaborate on that a little bit, what so you mean by cracks. I was able to poise myself as a very oh even-tempered, just chill girlfriend for a year. And then year two, it was kind of like, mm, I'm not, not going to bite my lip about this stuff. I'm not going to bite my, mm. my tongue. And then by year three, it was like, you've got to be shitting me. And then year four, I think we reached our understanding. And then after that, it was communication. Mm. Communication all the way. Healthy yeah. communication all the way. I would say mine is probably after the first two years. So like by in year three,
1: like around that point. Because we were like still honeymoon phase and mm-hmm. it was like great and everything was fine and nothing really bothered me as much as it did like later down the line
0: mm-hmm. like
1: just certain little things and even like trivial things but just in not wanting to be like that nagging girlfriend mm-hmm. so I let a lot of stuff slide I mean not a lot but I you know I would let just little things slide mm-hmm. I guess that they are really little things now that I now that I'm
0: no, eleven really. years later. I'm yeah. like, damn,
1: why was I like that? Though? No,
0: really, <laughs> like, why was I nitpicking at that stuff? Yeah, it's really not that big a deal. I was so immature and mm-hmm. so young and insecure, still, even mm-hmm. at that point,
1: too, like about the relationship and being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely hard. It was different. Now I'm, now I wonder too, if I was to get into a relationship now at this age, like where I know who I am and I'm a lot more secure in who I am, mm-hmm. like how, what's the challenges there? Because like, I think you would go back to what you said about habits. I think that that's probably what is the sh- harder for people who get into relationships later in life mm-hmm. because they're now like, oh, I don't, I am who I am and I'm unwavering mm-hmm. and I don't like that habit. I don't like that. And then those things make them tick, and I feel like they would be less tolerable of it mm. up front mm-hmm. than like us when we were nineteen and tolerating things just because we wanted, you know, to have boyfriends and
0: yeah, <laughs> it to be like this happy blissful relationship. Yeah. yeah, which when you think about it, you're like, oh, everything's easy. Like when people are like, oh, the first year is easy. Let me tell you, the first year is not easy because you're not you mm-hmm. at that point. I mean, for me, me, I had the added stress of I in the first year of my relationship, I had moved out there. So it was like, I am missing my family. I'm missing my home. Like I'm trying to make a new place, a home with somebody that I love because I love them and it should work. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying so hard to be in my head. What is normal. Um, while I'm still missing home and it's not working as far as like the homesickness, it's not going away. Mm. Um, So that was definitely, that added to it. But it's also just like you're not, you're struggling to be who you are in a relationship. Mm. And you're not sure if it's acceptable or not just yet. Yeah. So that breakthrough moment I think is beautiful. Like that's a reward for sure. When you realize like you are enough, who you are is is exactly enough for this relationship. And it's it's acceptable to be you and figure that out. Mm. But that first year of like not knowing what flies and what doesn't. Um, yeah, that's rough. My experience was a bit opposite
1: of that. I would say the first year was like easy peasy for mm-hmm. us anyways because we just gelled so quickly. Mm-hmm. And when we met, like we had met each other, literally didn't know each other at all, met and then... Like five weeks later, we made it official, mm. and so it was really quick. It was mm-hmm. like some people who knew me at the time were like, "Wait, you have a boyfriend now? All of a sudden, now nowhere. Mm-hmm. When did you meet this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, because we had only met a month before, but like it just worked, and we just knew it was like instantaneously that we clicked, and we spent a lot of time together, like getting mm-hmm. to know each other those first few weeks, and then it was just like. We just kind of fell into place with it. We just we just decided to just jump in. And of course me, it was like the rom-com I always wanted, yeah. you know. And he was like the guy of my dreams and everything like that. And so it was just perfect. Yeah. So we just jumped in feet first. We didn't though. We, we Well, we jumped in. But after that, it took us a while to get to like that I love you moment. Oh,
0: okay. But we didn't say
1: I love you for like eight months.
0: <laughs> I laughed because I was trying to do that. I wanted a movie moment, I love you moment, and I had, like, built it up in my head, and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to wait for the perfect time to say I love you, but, like, realistically, I was already living with the guy, so, like, obviously, he knows, and I moved across the country for him, so he knows I love him, (laughs) Yeah. but he, like, we were laying down one night, and he just turns to say goodnight, and he's like, I love you, and I turned around (laughs) so quick, and I was like, are you freaking kidding me, (laughs) and he was like, what? I was like, why would you just say that? He was, because I love you? (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, I was waiting. I was waiting for a romantic moment. And you wanted that wrong yeah, moment. Yeah, it was just gonna be this big gesture. And he's like, "You live with me." Like, <laughs> what? You did the gesture. I did. Is I that did, his? Wait, no, is that his love I language? Wanted the like acts of service or like a... his love language for sure. Like how he shows his love is acts of service. I definitely. But how he wants to receive it is mm-hmm. definitely completely different from how he gives oh. it. Um, but his, Do you know how he receives it? How? Oh yeah. He oh. loves like physical touch, like scratching his head, rubbing oh, his back. Yeah. Like, that's how he wants me <laughs> to show him. He lo- I love him. Um, but he's definitely an acts of service guy. And but he did a physical, I feel like that's a blend
1: of it, like <laughs> physical touch, physical service. <laughs> I don't
0: know, physical. Oh, no, it's not lost on him, that act of service of, of moving out. And I there. think,
1: well, yeah, and that's what he interpreted probably oh, as yeah. love right away initially.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because, like, in a relationship, my my love language is not acts of service. My love language is words of affirmation, how I give it. I am mm-hmm. I definitely love to just tell you how much I love you all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if I get a couple adult beverages in me. You can't shut me up. Oh. But, yeah, I would definitely say it was more challenging in the beginning for me. And it's easier now. Mm. It's so effortless now. Mm. Because we've grown. Yeah. And we're, like, we're adults. Whereas at the beginning oh man i'm going to make it sound like all my all our issues were me they weren't all me guys okay but <laughs> well i was we'll, we'll get your side of the story now <laughs> we'll get his side <laughs> one when, day we'll get his
1: when we have one day, on, day we'll his get guess. his
0: i was dramatic i watched a lot of rom-coms growing mm-hmm. up i watched a lot of soap operas or like soapy teen dramas to where like in my head when you fight with your boyfriend you stomp out and slam the door um you walk away when it doesn't sound good to you and you slam the door but what i found a lot at the beginning was i was slamming doors and then sitting in the, the room <laughs> like you big dummy like chase after me like what did that solve did do you feel better no did he say sorry no because you didn't give him the chance like you just walked out i learned very quickly that that doesn't help and like mm. walking away doesn't help and that like sometimes just sitting and communicating and just talking it through is better, especially if your partner is open mm-hmm. to communicating. Yeah, but it, I it, I can't tell you it works for everybody because some some of y'all got partners that don't want to hear it, or yeah. some of you are partners that don't want to hear it.
1: Right, but also people people understand it and interpret. Sorry, people understand it and interpret it in different ways. So you mm-hmm. said you're very. Words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So, the, like, communication is big for you. Some people, yeah. they're communicating differently. Yeah. Then, like, they don't want to talk about their feelings. They don't want to no, talk about it. All exactly. out, but they would probably convey it in a different way, which I'm not saying that's not healthy or that is healthy, but I think that they're. I think, I think personally that communication, like verbal communication, open communication, that's like the healthiest. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know, you can't expect people to read your mind. No. Even after being with each other for a decade. Like, yeah. still, it's, our wires still get crossed.
0: I think that goes back to what you had said at the beginning where you had said that when you're older, you're kind of set in your ways because you are who you are. Mm-hmm. So if they don't show that they love you by communicating that or like maybe you feel like communication is a big deal to you but your partner doesn't because they're they're more of like I'll show you mm-hmm. I won't tell you like I'll just show you like or I'll prove you wrong by my actions yeah um that that could be where miscommunication comes up and that doesn't exactly mean that your relationship is flawed at all it just means that you know you guys just show your love differently yeah I will say
1: mine's a little different than what you when you said you struggled early on with the communication and or like the piece about you wanting these romantic gestures type of things. For me it was like wanting to hide that I wanted that, that I loved rom coms and I loved romance. I was hiding that. Like I was like, No, you don't have to give me flowers. I'm not that type of girl, you know, trying to be easygoing, trying to be likable. And then two years later, it's like, well, you could get me flowers every once in a while. (laughs) Jeez. You know, and it's like, well, you said you didn't want that. And I'm like, well, because I was trying to be like not, not a hassle. Yeah. So I think that that was, yeah, it was different. I would like make it like everything was fine and I'm not mad or that, you know, I didn't need gestures or anything like that or just like romantic cute stuff and yeah that came back later on as like an issue because I (laughs) didn't communicate that to begin with I was trying to hide it although he did a lot of big romantic gestures for me so that was really sweet like especially early on that whole first year and everything and the first like the first few years
0: you know it's funny I have a memory of going to your house before I think it was like a week before I went back and like him and I met back up and we fell like so fast in love Mm -hmm. and I realized like oh my world's shifting now and I was like going through it and we'll talk about that in a different podcast but I was going through it I wasn't telling anybody because at that point like I didn't really communicate my private life to a lot of people and i had came over to your house to drop something off to your parents with my mom and you were at your computer and he had just brought you a big bouquet of flowers and i was like oh my god is that from your boyfriend and you were like oh yeah and you were like you know i gotta tell you when you're not looking for it it finds you and i'm like yeah yeah whatever it does though (laughs) and like a week or two later i'm on a plane and like that day i came in i was just like hey what are you doing? Do you wanna hang out? Can we be friends? And the very next day it was like, Oh shit, we still love each other. Ooh. Oh, I love that. Yeah. No, it like literally that was you set it up, you set it up. And then and then literally I remembered flying home being like, She fucking told me, When you're not looking for it, it comes for yeah. you. And I I like I, t- I shit you not right before I got on that plane. I was like lowest of low, like yeah. mm, just it it was not gonna work for me. And then it did, and I was just like, wow, she's right. I think for me, yeah,
1: it really – I was surprisingly – okay, tell me if this is a surprise. I was kind of like the pining type. Like, low-key, I didn't like to have that be, like, known and, like, Mm -hmm. show it. But I really – I was always boy crazy. I had never had a boyfriend. I was ugly duckling. Like, and – Don't say that. (laughs) Do not. You're right. I just back then I was I'm not no more but anyways okay I'm not no, I wasn't an ugly duckling she doesn't no. like that you're right thank you I you appreciate that thank I pre- you I appreciate that I appreciate that self love self love self
0: love it's okay at the time what she means to say is at the time she didn't have a lot of self love
1: yeah I did not and that's how she I feels was about it I was very insecure everything and I just always like was trying to look for. And I think I would have settled for anybody if someone showed me attention, which I kind of did at, you know, in certain points in my life before that. But I think I just would have been really messy and chaotic had I not met him. But I was, like, before him, I was really looking for it. Like, I would, like, wish upon a candle that had to – oh, this is so embarrassing. But I would work at – I worked at a dining hall, and they had candles at every table. So at the end of the night, we had to blow out the candles, and I would blow out the candles – and like make a wish before oh, every cute. candle. I love it for love because I was really
0: pining like that. Mm. Oh my god, I'm so you know, soft. Look I, at this shit. I don't. It, it is a surprise to me that you were like that. I was pining. I, yeah. I totally. It did. It never came off like that. Um. But I was the exact same <laughs> way. <laughs> Big and- surprise there. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Oh, no, there's no surprise there. <laughs> but also, um, where you say like you probably would have been like a hot mess. Oh. I was the hot mess. Yeah. Like, nobody honed me in there. I idea. was a hot mess
1: too, girl. It's I'm just a- not going to share that Ooh. with this podcast. Yeah, I'm not either because I'm not proud. But, uh. So, when I finally stopped, when I gave up on all that, I'm like, let me just live my life. I'm hella young. I don't need that. That's when, boom, it just out of nowhere it hit me. It huh? really
0: does. Like, Thanks. I think. It's funny because I think a lot of the relationships around us to look at it, and it's it's the same. They weren't looking for it, and it just it happened. Yeah. Granted, we don't know the details, but I feel like, yeah, it, it definitely... You set the tone, and you didn't even know it, and then I didn't know it until I was coming home from everything, like, ready to tell everybody, like, I'm moving! <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> she was right. Yeah. She was it, freaking right. It just hits you. All it, right. Sorry, guys. Sorry. It just, like, that moment, too, made me feel like I didn't have to look. Like, damn. Like, I could have, like, per- preserved some of my dignity here. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I felt my worth come back, in mm-hmm. a sense. And you don't need a man to know your worth, but it was just, like, you have to know the mental state I was in and how unfortunate and unlucky I was in relationships at the time this all had happened. For somebody to come in and be like, no, 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 no you're a queen. Like, yeah. it was just, I remember going home and crying. Like, yeah. I went home that, that first night that, like, he had told me it was always going to be me no matter what. Aww. I remember going home and crying, and no one knew why I was crying. I'm staying at my friend's house. And I was like, it's too long to even explain. I just, I can't. No, I
1: I know. You just triggered a memory of me literally crying at one point in high school over a stupid boy. (laughs) And I'm just like, wow. Like, I had, yeah. Like, I was a mess back then, too. But I think I want to back, uh, back up and go back to something you just said, where you don't need a man to, what did you say? To know your worth. Yes. I love that. And I love that. I think that's so important for us to reiterate and talk about that Mm -hmm. also a little more for any of our listeners out there because at the time like we know this now you know we're Mm -hmm. grown we're in hindsight and we're in great loving relationships very healthy Mm -hmm. but back then like we were in you know worse places and we were young and just I think also just coupled with being young and naive and very insecure that it's so easy to lose sight of that Mm -hmm. and to know that it's so easy for you. It's so hard for you to accept that you are worthy mm-hmm. on your own. So mm-hmm. I love that. So all of you listening out there, let us know if you need some some love. We'll we'll love on you a little bit.
0: Literally, slide into the DMs, Not ABT like <laughs> and I will hype you up. Yes, yeah, so we will if hype you, you need up it like that. You know, we will hype
1: you up with love. We got you. We're spreading love. Yeah, because honestly, your worth is defined. By you and you alone, and mm-hmm. not not what anyone else puts on you, and not any other people in your life. You are enough, and you are worthy, and you deserve everything good in life. And when you start telling yourself that, you will believe it. Mm-hmm. So another reward that I put down was like support system. Just always having that support system across all like all everything. So like emotional support, you know, mental support physical support, financial support, like all, every realm, um, just having a solid support system, someone who's there for me. I think another challenge, though, is just, honestly, just just the years in general, just kind of just <laughs> having it be long as fuck, like, it's been forever, it's been forever. I remember back, like, in year four or five, and people would tell me, wow, you, you, you guys have been together for that long? Like, it seems like that flew by. Like, it seems mm-hmm. short, but it seems long at the same time. Because, mm-hmm. And I, w- I would always be like, yeah, it does feel short, but long at the same time. Like, it's indescribable, mm-hmm. but it feels, it's just like that. And now I'm at the point where it's definitely not short. It's <laughs> no. all just long, and it's felt long. Like, it's been long. And I think it didn't really hit us, like, how long it was and length like, the time, the length of our relationship was never really a strain until about year seven. Okay. Like everything before that was, like, bliss and just... I mean, we would argue, of course, and we always... There was things. We had challenges, ups and yeah. downs, but, like, it was never because of just, like, just feeling... Just feeling how long we've been together in terms of time. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it was just, like, we got to seven and we're like,
0: fuck. We've been makes, together a long time. It makes a lot of sense, and I meant... I meant to ask, when you get into arguments does the length of time you've been together come into play because like i've noticed that when we do argue now it's like are you kidding me it's been 10 fucking years yes. like yes. <laughs> 10 years and you're still doing this shit like yeah that's what the arguments mostly are and it's not
1: yeah
0: it's me that says it oh it's <laughs> same same
1: <laughs> throwing it right back in your yeah. face what the fu-
0: what have we been doing for 10 years yes exactly yeah it'll be like it'll be something to wear and I think it's funny because it's it's easy now yes because that stuff that bugs you that like that you feel like you have to work at it's not there anymore but now is the challenge of I would I will have said something like a week ago and like you know you know I wanted to do this or I wanted to watch (laughs) this or this was important to me and then like the week comes up that we're gonna do it and it's not that big a deal to him and I'm just like are are you fucking kidding me like Mm. 10 years later and you don't realize like this is important yeah really wow wow that that gets on my nerves or I'll just be like seriously seriously babe 10 years later and you're
1: still doing this shit I do that same thing too I throw it back in his face I'll be like we've been together for 11 years now what What?"
0: (laughs) Really? It's just like, and, it, and it's- You didn't such, get the hang
1: of it by now? <laughs>
0: no, literally. <laughs> Too late. It's such a reflex at this point. It's almost like an eye twitch. Like, okay, here we go. Bringing it up. Damn,
1: we sound like some crazy bitches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Some crazy ass bitches. No. But like, that. I think at that point, because like, the I mean, communication is there. It's just now. And then it'll just be at that point, sorry, like I did that. And I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I went from zero to 100. Like, yeah.
1: I will say, you also triggered me to think about one of my, like, biggest pet peeves and relationships in, in mine, but also just seeing it in other people's is, like, funny to me, and it's also a little bit, like, I can feel their pain. It's the fucking Cobb salad or Wedge salad?
0: <laughs> the, wedge the Wedge salad. The Wedge salad. It's the Wedge
1: salad theory from Modern Family. Everybody, oh my God. if you're out there and you watch Modern Family please tell me you remember the Wedge Salad episode. It was kind of early on, or yeah, earlier I think it seasons. was season two. Yeah, but if you haven't seen it, or if you forgot about it, go back and try to watch Modern Family, the Wedge Salad
0: episode. Basically, it stems around the subject of one of the people in the relationship had recommended something or told their partner about something. In this case, the Wedge Salad. Yes, about the Wedge Salad. Hey, try this Wedge Salad. I think you'll really like it. And like for years, they've been yeah. trying to get them to to try a wedge salad. And one day they come back and they're like, "Hey, Jody from the office told me about to try this wedge salad. You gotta try it. I think you'll really like it." And the partner was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And like lost it. Lost Never it. said what they were upset about. So they, in turn, the person in the wrong was trying to spend the whole episode figuring out what they did wrong. Right. Did they forget a birthday, an anniversary, something? When really, all it was was the wedge salad comment. The wedge fucking salad. So for me, it's like I would I would tell my partner about food or like to get try to get him to try new things. And he goes to work and his coworkers are like, oh, yeah, you got to try this or you really got to try that. And he comes back and he's like, oh, yeah, babe, I really want to try this. Yeah, so and <laughs> from work said this is really good. And I just sit there like, are you fucking kidding me? I think the most recent one, <laughs> the most recent one was that if you guys live in the California area or if you're on Instagram, you'd see that like a lot of celebrities, I think Drake, Kylie Jenner, they eat at this sushi restaurant called no Sugarfish. Oh, Sugarfish. Sugar yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it comes in the box. Yes, like yeah. It looks like a little lunchbox of sushi. Yep. And I love sushi. Well, I've mentioned every time we go to the LA area that I would love to try sugarfish. It goes in one ear right out the other. Years later, I get him this cookbook for Roy Choi. He does the chef show. He's the chef on the chef show. He's a great chef from the LA area. My partner didn't know. He was in charge of making the menus for sugarfish and basically like created sugarfish. And he comes up to me after reading his cookbook, which was like semi-autobiographical. Did you know He created this restaurant called Sugarfish. It sounds pretty cool. Like, we got to try it. Oh, hell no. I stopped what I was doing. I looked at him and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I've only been talking about this restaurant every time we go to the LA area. And let me tell you, we've been to the LA area in the past three years. Oh, gosh. I can't even count it on two hands how many times we've been. We usually go at least three times a year. Yeah. So, like... Really guys, I was upset. He's looking over at me now like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> I'm sorry. He's he's giving what? me <laughs> He's giving me this grin like <laughs> Yeah, no. That to the like and to this day, guys, have I tried sugar fish? No, I have not. But he knows now I want to. Yeah, no. Mine Oh
1: god, mine's happened so many times that I don't have like one instance that I can recall, but I just know it's happened a plethora of times with with different things whether it's a restaurant or a food to try or oh fuck I don't know it's just so annoying because it's always like I said that like I said we could do that Mm -hmm. I recommended that or I told you that Mm -hmm. you would need to do it this way but I'm not credentialed enough for Mm -hmm. you to want to take my opinion on it and then you know all of a sudden he'll come home and it'll be like oh so-and-so said this or oh yeah I do this now
0: really wedge salad Mm-mm. really wedge oh. salad it's getting to the point now where he's taking credit for things i've already told him about so it'll be like a movie or a show or a song or like you know some kind of pop culture gossip that i had have told him about to where he'll be like yeah did you hear about this did, did you hear about that did you know about this going on it's like are you kidding me do you even know me do you even know me <laughs> do you know who i am really he's transitioned now though if it's something like that where he'll go were you the one that told me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
1: it's like <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> it's a good
0: it's a good cover. Ooh. It's a good cover. But man, there are moments when this happens to us guys, and I will literally text Amber, wedge fucking wedge. salad. Literally, it's all you wedge need to say. Salad.
1: And I'm already throwing yep. emojis back, like, oh. Yeah. So let us know out there, by the way. Like hit us up on our social media and just let us know whether or not you have these wedge salad moments too. Cause I feel like it's so relatable for any relationship.
0: So if you want to tell us about your Wedge Salad moment, um, hit us up in the DMs or in the comment section of our Instagram, abt.podcast, or our Twitter at podcastabt. Yeah.
1: And give us a follow and, you know, some hearts here and there.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. We love it when you guys interact with us on socials.
1: Yes. And we're trying to get more interaction that way so you can tell us what you'd like to hear in episodes, what you thought of the episode you just listened to,
0: things like that. Yeah, but really, guys, I'm dead-ass serious. I want to know your wedge salad stories. Oh, whoa, I God, I love please. wedge salad stories. Seriously. They just make me feel justified. Right. One thing
1: I think is just so funny, there's this, I think I saw it on Twitter a few weeks ago. It was like... <laughs> These two guys are like in bed just chilling. And one guy was like recording and he was like, you know what? I saw this post about, oh, relationship goals, couple goals, and it's all cutesy and it's this. He's like, no, fuck that. Relationship, this is what a real relationship looks like. We just sit around with our tits out <laughs> and there'll be lulls in conversation. And then all of a sudden we'll start conversing for two minutes and then we go back to just being quiet and looking at his phone. And I'm looking at my laptop. He's like, this is real relationship. I was like, yeah. So we'll sit around (laughs) when we're just sitting around doing nothing in the living room with each other. I'll just, like, quote that every now and then. We just hang out with our tits out.
0: (laughs) No, that is so real because I know sometimes I'll be on the couch and he'll play video games, like, right in front of me. And I'll just be on my phone going down some rabbit hole. And I'll look and be like, man, let's be present. Mm -hmm. And then I'll think about it and be like, mm-hmm better not just just keep going yeah he knows I love him we'll be present for like 30 (laughs) seconds and we'll just go back
1: to like scrolling or whatever we were doing do you like to do any hobbies as a couple though
0: have you (laughs) do you have a bunch like that (laughs) um no actually I think a lot of our hobbies are very uh separate I think actually I take that back quarantine got us on some things like to do together so Ooh. we um and we'll touch on our quarantine hobbies in a later podcast when we have tova back but one thing that we did start doing was puzzles together Ooh, i love a puzzle i love a puzzle that's too. that's my love language <laughs> i love a puzzle i i used to do puzzles by myself and then because like there wasn't shit else to do like yeah we would do it together and it was to the point where we would start one and no one would like Continue without the other one there, and we look at each other like if you want to take a break, we'll take a break. Um, but hobby wise, I think yeah. I mean, if you count like eating a hobby, that's our hobby. We like to find new food mm, together. Yes, we definitely foodies. like foodies. That's like, my love
1: language too. <laughs> yeah,
0: food is definitely my love language. Um, he'll definitely find like new foods to cook for me because mm-hmm. he can cook. He's a king. Um, but no, I think I tried at the beginning of the relationship i'll never forget i tried to play softball with him his brother and Aww. his best friend and it did not go well at all i didn't realize how serious his brother took softball oh boy and i your girl was a soccer player she knows how to kick Ooh yeah but she don't know how to catch Ooh no so and that's all softball I was is hey and also my hand eye coordination ain't great because it was foot eye coordination right so, when it came to hitting, because, like, you can sh- be shit at catching, but can you hit? hmm Yeah, it couldn't do either. Yeah. So, it was just, like, I felt like... <laughs> I'm trying to think of the movie where it's just, like, come on! <laughs> this is my nightmare! Yeah, no, it literally, it was, like, it was literally, like, his brother was the best friend for my Love You Man. Yes. And he was, like, this is my nightmare! <laughs> it was my nightmare, too. It was. Because usually, like, when we play games... They're usually super, like, nice and, like, considerate of um, my deficits in some sports. Because, like, I really, if I focus on a sport, like, I get good at that one. But mm-hmm. it, that means I'm not good at the other ones. Like, I'm not a natural athlete. So, I was a cheerleader and a soccer player. Everything else goes out the window. So, like, if we play basketball, him and his best friend usually, like, kind of tone it down for me. Oh, <laughs> they make yeah. it a little easier. Like, they don't go ham if we play horse if we play dodgeball if we're like playing around we're playing around it's not serious but his brother it was like i was trying out for a softball team i felt like damn so i was like okay Mm -hmm." so anytime he's like oh you want to go play softball i'm like no mm -mm. (laughs) no sir i'm scarred for life there (laughs) Mm -mm." yeah that's when i kind of learned i don't think we're hobby like together people yeah which is fine, that's that's
1: great, you know, like, that you can still have your own separate identities. Because mm-hmm. then there's those couples that are just melded into one. Mm-hmm. And God, if that's me, let me know. <laughs> but I think that, uh, you know, that both of us in our relationships are pretty, like, you know, it's it's nice to have that separation mm-hmm. of, like... You have your thing. I have my thing. Like, yeah. I can recharge and reboost as an individual now, and also have my identity as yeah. an individual.
0: Do you feel like he takes a lot of interest though in your hobbies? Like he'll yeah. try it. Oh yeah, dabble. for sure.
1: Um. No. He <laughs> won't <laughs> dabble in my. It, it, I mean, there's been a couple. Where, yeah. I feel like maybe fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. Like he, it depends on what it is. Mm-hmm. Um. He'll dabble in it, or if he doesn't dabble, then he'll at least support me. Yeah. In it, and you know, be there, like, if I want to do art, like, he probably won't do art with me necessarily, depending on what art it is. Yeah. But he'll, like, you know, help buy me supplies. Yeah. And things like that. And yeah, so he, I mean, he, he, he'll be supportive. Yeah. I will say, though, we do have a hobby as a couple. Well, we have a few hobbies as a couple first one is traveling obviously like Mm -hmm. we both love to travel again food same as you guys Mm -hmm. like whether it be cooking or definitely going out to like a a good quality restaurant and like that like oh god we can spend money on food which is ridiculous (laughs) we can spend money on a meal um it's ridiculous but that's our bougie thing together but our another our other hobby is playing chess together
0: Ooh, yeah
1: that we've been doing that for like Right. Well, yeah, this year, because I got him a chess set. I bought him, like, a Zelda one, a really mm. nice Zelda one for Christmas last year. And, like, we've just been playing nonstop since then. Before that, I think he had, like, a set, and so we played a couple times. But, no, after that, I got him that chess set. We've been playing a lot. Like, we've had so many games since December. Yeah, it's definitely, that's fun. That's been an interesting one.
0: I think now that I think about it, we do board games. Like, if you count that as a hobby, we, yeah. we'll play Monopoly. But oh,
1: Jeopardy! We all, oh, all four of us yes, together Jeopardy. as a couple. Jeopardy! and games, really. Trivia, trivia, trivia. Trivia. But
0: I've learned that he, if it's like, if there are some stakes involved with, like, being on a team with him, or, like, like if he needs to win, like, and he doesn't, it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is not fun. He... I come from teams that always lost, right? I think it, up until my senior year, I was always cheering for a team that was always losing, oh. or I played on a team that always lost. So, you take those wins, and you freaking celebrate them, right? Well, he came from... I want to say semi-success. I can't remember how good the lacrosse team was, so my apologies, babe. But uh, he has just always been a naturally competitive person. Um, so and when naturally he... athletic too. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, like he can. He's somebody that could definitely dabble in different sports. Yeah. But He um does not like to lose, and he is not a graceful loser either. Over the years, he's become graceful, but there are moments like where we've literally lost trivia nights and the car ride home was silent as hell (gasps) and i'm just sitting there like why mad like it's fine we'll get him next week and he's just like i don't fucking like to lose and you're just like well i'm okay (laughs) i'm good over here bud i'm just thinking back to the times where we would have like we would hang
1: out the four of us and do like jeopardy against each other but we boys versus girls
0: (laughs) and we would win like at the (laughs) last second (laughs) Those are great for us. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. Those are so great <laughs> I'm for us. Sorry to the boys. <laughs> no, those car ride homes. I would just be like, yeah, my button wasn't working, or yeah, I don't know what it was. Button wasn't. No, we just beat you fair <laughs> no, and fucking we just, square. We just smart. Okay? We just beat you, okay? <laughs> oh, but I think like that has turned into a comp- a competitive nature with us too, where oh, yeah. when we do things naturally, we don't pick to be on each yeah, other's team. Same. We live for that shit. Yeah. One of us is going to win, yeah. Yeah. So we love that. Okay, so were there some just like crazy, dumb things you've ever done for love? Oh, yeah. I mean, like that's just love, right?
1: Like Mm -hmm. love makes you do dumb things, like stupid things. Yeah. Because you're in love. So mine were definitely before I fell in love I would like hardly cry at things after falling in love I've become so much more sensitive and like I would cry at more things just randomly especially in the very beginning Mm -hmm. now I've gotten a hold on it but I also don't like hold my feelings back on Mm -hmm. purpose now like I did before so like it still takes a lot to make me cry but if I if I need a good cry I'll cry But, like, yeah, love really just softened me up. Like, I was like, damn, I thought I was this strong, independent woman. (laughs) Miss Independent. And here I am fucking crying. Like, what? Another thing was uh, it made me hike 12 hours round trip up to (laughs) Half Dome at Yosemite National Park because I was literally, well, to me, out of nowhere, it came, um, like, the week before his 21st birthday, he all of a sudden wanted to go hike Half Dome, which he had never expressed to me before, never shared with me, so I didn't know anything about it, because I wasn't, I wasn't into hiking at this point in our relationship, this was early on, and I wasn't into fitness like that, and exercise, and so I didn't know what the hell Half Dome was, I hadn't even been to Yosemite, and I didn't know that it was very trafficked, like high trafficked, and it was very popular, so I was, here I am thinking he's going to go into the mountains with no cell phone service, by himself, because he wanted to do it by himself, because he, cause nobody could come with him. Like everyone else had to work or whatever. So he was like, yeah, I just want to, I'm just going to go hike. I want to go hike and no one can make it. So I'm just going to go. And I was like, no, you're going to be hiking with no cell phone service. I was so scared for him and I didn't know any better. So I was like, I'm going to go with you. I don't care. I'm going with you. So I went with him totally unprepared. He had been training on his own, like hiking and just training cardio and stamina and everything and I had done nothing and I'm telling you in that year was my like when I gained you know when you gain the Mm -hmm. love pounds like because you fall in love you gain weight god I was like my heaviest at that point I was so (laughs) out of shape we had a lot of late night carne asada fries and so I did that hike not knowing like just like a naive little fool and that hike, ugh, that was suffering for me. <laughs> On the way up, that sounds and we were like arguing nightmare. the whole time. <laughs> he was, like, mad at me for even going. On the way down, it was much better. But oh my God. I literally, for, for love, I That's hiked. so funny. But now it's, like, turned into one of my proudest accomplishments because I
0: was not physical at all and fit. What the, about you? The dumbest thing? Mm, I moved across the country when I was 18 for love. Ooh. Um, and I. That's a whole rom-com right yeah. there. It was hard that first year getting used to being homesick, but I don't regret it. it definitely, it was well worth it. Aww. Um, and then a year later, we packed everything into a small little car and drove across country back Aww. Um, for his turn to live away from home. And yeah, at 19, we were both 19 and 20. We were in a little car driving across country through the South, which I won't do again. Um just stopping at little roach coach motels and like just roughing it Mm. a little bit and eating continental breakfast i guess um a lot of biscuits and gravy that sounds so fun though it was fun i think it was crazy it was surreal to do when you're 19 and 20 like people don't do that um you more so do it if like you know you you move for a job or college but like to be that young for love yeah to be that young to move out there like yeah like that that was cool think dumb things I've fallen prey to was the beginning of the relationship he would ask me to play video games with him he was out here having me believe in I was the best Madden player ever that I could just whoop some ass at Madden and I worked with all guys at the time so I would go in and be like oh yeah like I kick ass at Madden like no you guys aren't ready like if we ever play Madden like I got (laughs) y'all talking shit I was talking hella shit and they were like who do you play when you play and i'm like oh my boyfriend and they're like he lets you win i'm like no he doesn't they're like really really and then they'll ask like what team i play with Mm. and at the time i'm like oh yeah i play with the raiders like i always pick the raiders they're like ain't nobody winning with the fucking raiders (laughs) like are you kidding me so then i went home and i was like they're telling me you're letting me win do you let me win (laughs) he looked caught so i was like oh so you're letting me win and then after that i was like fuck video games did you play, play one
1: more time and were, and were you telling him don't let me in? Yeah, win, no, I did. And then you
0: got beat. I did. Ooh, oh, I shouted that. Yeah, no, I did. I did. Um, and that is what taught me that like, wow, <laughs> I can't trust you. I think that was the first time I was like, whoa,
1: you lied. That's pretty normal though. That's natural for a boy to be like, Ugh. you know, like, uh, uh, like that. Like when you're young and in love, like that. To <sighs> it's kind of like us wanting to be the perfect girlfriend and be some <laughs> cool chill girl it's like them wanting to let yeah,
0: I wanted, us win i wanted to be that girlfriend that plays video games you know like yeah i already watched football so that was fine but like i wanted to be able to like play the video games mm-hmm. and like share those interests and, and just learn. like you know what let him he's totally fine playing by himself he's totally yeah. fine when his best friend comes over and plays with him like, yeah that's fine he doesn't need me to play with him it's it's cool there are times where he'll ask me if I want to play and it's always no but <laughs> we'll try it um another dumb thing and I, I'll I call this dumb just because like I know myself but he's done a lot of things in favor of me where like okay like he he's not a Disney fan but we go to Disneyland oh, all the yeah. time like or he'll take an interest in in Disney related mm-hmm. news or things yeah he will yeah So for me, one of his favorite bands was coming to town in a small little venue. So I got tickets for, um, for Valentine's Day and we went, but I knew this crowd was not my crowd. It's that crowd that's like, like really loud. It was a room full of people like that Yeah, and it was just like moshing and like people just two-stepping not the cool two-step but the other one where like people get hit Mm. and i remember standing there the whole time with the shit look on my face like fucking touch me i beg you (laughs) fucking hit you like and one thing could probably like read my face like this is my nightmare (laughs) because i was looking at a bunch of kids like i swear to god you move that mosh pit over to me i will Mm. beat all of you up damn no that was a that was a moment that is serious. That that right there. Is that was laugh, commitment. I don't think I, I, <laughs> no. I would have done that. No, I don't sit through it. But then again, he's he's sat through, he's sat through a concert or two for me where he didn't really care for the person. Yeah, so it's okay.
1: Yeah, I would say one thing that comes to mind for my partner is, and maybe he'll say this differently. Maybe he wouldn't actually count this, but skydiving for me. I wanted to go oh. skydiving for my twentieth birthday. And, like, I invited him, of course, but even though my mom was coming and my brother and a couple other people, like, one of my friends, and we were all going to skydive for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And then I just asked him. He was, like, he was so down. He's like, yeah, sure. And I didn't think he would, but after that moment, after we had that experience of skydiving together, I was, like, whoa. Like, I realized to myself yeah. that I love him. Like, he literally did this for me. He just jumped out of an airplane <laughs> for me. Like, just to me just randomly ask him, hey, yeah. do you want to go skydiving for my birthday? And then him to be so down, I was like, whoa, I love him. He must love me. <laughs> I love him. But I don't I don't know. Maybe he'll say differently. He'll probably say he wanted to always go skydiving. And because I was going, that was a cool opportunity. But uh, yeah.
0: That's cool because, yeah, I definitely went skydiving by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely jumped out of that plane by myself. He, he, met me, he met me at the store down the road. <laughs> but i definitely went through that by myself yeah no it was it was so scary (laughs) that's so cool the beginning of our relationship we were definitely really wild um so like we went (laughs) we did things where we went to a uh popular ocean town in the east coast and his family goes there like every summer for vacation like they'll spend a week there and it was really nice. It was the first time I had gone on vacation with his family. So I was like, okay, this trip, I want to do a bunch of things I've never done before. So he had told me, like, when he was little, his brother convinced him to, like, steal a pack of gum from a, from a convenience store. And, like, they used to do all this, like, random, like, little bad kid shit. So I'm like, wow, I wasn't a bad kid growing up. Let me do all that stuff now. So I was like, okay, if you've ever seen the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's, it's when her and Jack, Var- Paul Varjack, um go do things they've never done before, so they'll shoplift from a five and dime, um, they get something engraved at Tiffany's, like, things like that, so it was kind of my breakfast at Tiffany's moment, Mm. but mine involved, like, skinny dipping in the ocean (laughs) at night or stealing a little, like, trinket from a beach shop kind of thing, Yeah. but it was, like, it was one of those moments where it's, like, would I do that now? Probably not, but... At the time, it was just being like wild and free. Yeah. Like, it was so fun.
1: Which, and that's going back to kind of earlier, like that's the fun, that was a fun part. That was mm-hmm. definitely a reward of being mm-hmm. in a relationship. Cause yeah, we didn't have our single, like our night outs and our escapades as like mm-hmm. single women. But we, whenever we were doing something wild and crazy and free like that, we always had like a partner yeah. in time to go do it.
0: Yeah. And I like that like years later now we can be like, remember that time? Right. That we waited till the beach was clear. We just stripped down and right into the ocean. Yeah. You remember that time I stole that ring from the the beach shop?
1: Yeah. And now you have all these beautiful memories and years. Oh, yeah. Moments and memories with this one person. And it's really so special. And I just. Now, I mean, I've always recognized how lucky I was. But, like, I just don't take it for granted at mm-hmm. all now. You know, like, I've been lucky because I've – I know some – you know, I've seen other people, like, struggle with love and struggle with relationships mm-hmm. or just not find anything for a while. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's just – I'm like, wow, we got lucky. Yeah. Like,
0: no, I we definitely wouldn't change really it in. for a
1: thing. You know, I wouldn't change it to go have a single life. Mm-hmm. Like, I got lucky and I loved it.
0: I did get – yeah, I got lucky too because I've seen – other relationships where it was like you they got together young but they didn't do anything
1: Uh like
0: they didn't sow those wild oats and like they didn't it truly is and I think I was kind of conscious of it it's just like if I'm gonna get into this relationship at a young age I want to make sure that like I look back at my life and don't think like what if I could have done this and what if I could have done that so we just did it together yeah which was it's it was great it's great I wouldn't trade that for the world um, and it came at a time where I really did need it. I needed it. Oh, I agree. Same here. I mean, I didn't
1: know I needed it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like life just has has its way of knowing mm-hmm. what you need and giving it to you. So
0: yeah, I think at that time that he came along, well, came back along. I was definitely at a point in my life where I was just I felt like my confidence was there. And I knew I was something that somebody was going to value. Not that they needed to, but, like, just I knew I was worth something to somebody. But I just hadn't found them yet. And if I had kept going, though, down that path that I was going down, I don't know how much longer I would have believed that. Oh, yeah. Same.
1: Same. I would have gotten really um, messy and just toxic yes for myself yes really bad i'm glad it all worked out (laughs) i'm glad it
0: worked out for sure but if you're if you're not if you're a single girl listening in on this just know it's coming it is coming the love that you want yeah and single girl single guy it doesn't need to be in a person it can be in your friendships it could be in the people around you that uplift you and take take just joy in those moments that you had where maybe you didn't have somebody to share those wild moments with but you still did them Uh and if you haven't done them yet go out and do that shit don't wait live your life go skydive if you want to skydive go move to new york city if you want to move to new york city and work for meryl streep at vogue like damn
1: yeah literally you are the youngest that you'll ever be again right
0: now right now so do you that. just keep
1: getting older. So just do it.
0: Just live your life. Yep. And again, remember, if you need someone to hype you up, hit us up. We got you. Hit us up. <laughs> abt.podcast on Instagram and at podcastabt on Twitter. Yes. Hey, guys. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks for hanging out. Yes. So like we said, go ahead and follow us on our socials at podcastabt on twitter and abt.podcast on instagram
1: yes let us know what you think of these topics that we talked about today if you can relate to any wedge salad stories mm-hmm. anything like that also need- oh i'm sorry go ahead. no
0: you're good if you need somebody to hype you up
1: yes remember i said those dms are open she got you we got you <laughs> yes and also just if you want to hear certain topics discussed later at an, in another episode let us know yeah hit us up we love to hear from you
0: also don't forget to rate us five stars on (laughs) apple Podcasts and spotify because we some thirsty bitches yes (laughs) and leave us a review that'd be great
1: we love it like we said we love to hear from you so until next week guys yes peace bye we love you